0: you how are you feeling today quite well actually
1: quite well actually quite well actually cool. <laughs> what's with the accent i don't know so you gave me some whiskey to drink was it? it's rum, rum. it's rum spiced rum spiced rum just yeah. for, for the new year just to, to loosen the lips a little bit oh that's no good right
2: right uh well it seems today you're the silly one so I'll stop it. No, it's fine. No, no, no. Back to my serious voice. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. It's a special episode today. Very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I should do the full intro today. I mean, because we're doing uh, a special episode.
1: Well, it's part of it anyway.
2: Welcome to Spies and Lies, an espionage podcast delving into and analyzing acts of espionage throughout history, tracing the exploits of daring spies, covert operations, assassinations, hacking, secret organizations, and more. Co-hosted by me, Omri Rose, who spent his childhood living undercover thanks to his dear old dad and co-host, Jason, a retired former spy master of one of the top intelligence agencies in the world. And without further ado... Let's dive into today's episode, Season 1, Mid-Season, Espionage Chat. A very snappy title, if there ever was one. (laughs) Uh, Excited about the one today?
1: Don't know where it's going to lead us, I'm interested to see what what kind of conversation will will happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I thought that it would be just interesting for us to kind of have a chat. We're halfway through Season 1. We have recorded a couple other episodes that haven't released yet. And I I just thought it would be interesting to touch base and see how's it going. You know, this is your first foray into, some might say, exposure. How do you feel about that?
1: Not very comfortable.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's been a a learning process, I think, for both of us about what you're comfortable with talking about, what we can say, what we can't, you know, certain bits that we're like, "Mm, can't really talk about that,
1: different things. So, Well, I... I find it difficult to talk about current issues or things I'm aware of or was involved in personally just because of the sensitivity of it. But that's what everyone wants to hear. Well, maybe I'll, uh, it will, uh, as the season progresses, and maybe in the next season, so I'll feel more comfortable to get closer to, to the current issues. But I find it interesting that even though we're talking about historical old cases, how relevant it is for even for today
2: yeah it's true i mean even today we were discussing little bits about the podcast and other things and it was quite funny how in some ways based on the stuff that we were doing i was saying virginia hall virginia hall you're talking about your operations a little bit like virginia hall and it's kind of funny how i was drawing a few parallels there
1: well because I mean, it's a flattering parallel i think well i i, I do have two legs but that's uh, something else didn't stop her no, no. It but it shows you about different things and how things work and how things haven't changed or have changed in some ways.
2: Well, I think f- with with her, it was about the idea of like seizing opportunities and how in your career you've been very good at seizing opportunities and making the right calls on the ground when it needs to happen. I know correct. you don't want to talk about it. No, no, it? <laughs> no. It's, it's
1: it's it's correct. It's correct. First of all, you have to be on the ground for making it happen. First of all, <laughs> well, you can make decisions while in the air, right? You do, but in this case, first of all, you have to be in the right place, in the right position to make the decisions, yes, but you don't make the decisions based on not understanding the big picture, and the beauty user was understanding a little bit more just than your little side of things, but to lo- to know see the big picture and then make the decision accordingly.
2: well, you were talking about the importance of like geopolitical understandings about like what's going on around you. I mean, a lot of the stuff we've talked about has been perhaps a bit more localized because of the time periods, but in a modern setting, we could say that because the world is so interconnected, it's very important to understand just how interconnected it is and how one thing affects the other and how pulling a string here can
1: play a tune there. You're right, but... The most important thing, and as we discussed earlier, and we and as we've been discussing, the personal relationships that you develop are very important mm-hmm. for the work you do mm-hmm. and no matter what period it is, and some of the stuff we discussed is very relevant to that, especially when we talked about the trust, yeah, and we talked about it in a number of cases, some of them we haven 't even uh, broadcast yet, but some of them we have, even like Jericho, how much trust do you have to have between yourself and and someone you're working with who puts his life on the line for you and it's both ways yeah and um, it's relevant even today i mean i was that was amazing to me when we did the for instance the jericho if we're talking about jericho it was amazing for me to see how relevant it was that side of things because when i read it or when you read it when you as a normal situation when you just read the the script you don't look at it from that angle mm. but when you look at it from a professional side of it all of a sudden and after all these years reading it again in a professional way
2: looking at it from a different
1: angle yeah, different. Yeah. then you all of a sudden you see different things and that was mm-hmm. i found interesting in some of the things the things we were doing that you're able to analyze it yeah. in a different way the relationships that you have and, and it's interesting that it's recorded absolutely
2: uh, you know i, I was when you were talking about that, it just jumped to mind, an episode that we haven't actually released yet, but we, we cover, spoiler, we, we cover Julius Caesar and his assassination, um, which is probably going to be next week's episode. And that was actually the first episode we ever recorded. It was our pilot episode. And I actually decided that we should not re-record it, but kind of release it as as we recorded it in our pilot episode. But it was a fascinating discovery of just like looking at this story I knew the broad strokes of it but when you go in and you analyze and just how relevant everything is today I mean human nature doesn't change unfortunately so you can understand what motivates and why things are in in the parallels it's striking
1: yes and and as as you mentioned Julius Caesar I mean I found it fascinating when we did this episode Mm -hmm. it was the first time we did anything like this that how interesting it was for both of us to have this discussion and bring up all these issues that were so relevant even to today. Mm-hmm. And talking about assassinations and talking about what the expectations are. We don't want to talk about the… the Yeah, we don't want to the, talk this, too this, much but, about, that about that specific about episode because it's not yeah. out yet. But but it's it shows how, how interesting and how things are connected, how relationships are connected. Mm-hmm. And, and espionage doesn't stand on its own. It's, no. it's not… Uh, well, it's by networks, itself. right? Sometimes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that was interesting. But if it all goes back to basically the first episode we Sun Tzu. did, yes, mm-hmm. I found that inter- interesting because he was able to understand the art of espionage.
2: Well, that's what's so beautiful, and that's why that text has survived for so long. Even though it's poetic in nature, you know, it, it doesn't point one, point two, point three in facts, whatever. Break it down, but within its poetry it retains its relevance and its universality to to be so relevant till today. And it breaks down the essence of spycraft and espionage in such a precise and beautiful way. And I hope that we will look at some other um, documents from the past. Uh, There's the Anthashastra, I think I'm pronouncing that horribly, but it's an ancient Indian text on spycraft that I'm hoping we'll look at it a future episode as well. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how other cultures and just how it's approached in different ways, but Sun Tzu does it so brilliantly.
1: He does and, and especially when, when we're talking about everything has with a price tag mm-hmm. and people think, Oh espionage, nice. okay, uh be a spy. First of all, spy is a profession. Or, or receipts. <laughs> it, well receipts as well, but in this case you have to pay for what you get. And if you want quality, it's worth it. Yeah. And interesting when you look at it, from and also it of,
2: saves money, is what Sun Tzu yes, is. Yes, he,
1: he says that it's much cheaper than anything else you will do, and which is true. And that's that was fascinating when in you look human at human life as well. You yes, could say. Yeah. yes, and he lo- and analyzed it very, very cleverly in the way mm-hmm. he analyzed it from what is good for the nation. And that was interesting because you talk about not only what you want to know what the other side has, but you want to know what the other side thinks about you. Mm. And that was interesting as well. That was
2: a point I think we made in in the Jericho one as well More in Jericho. So. Yeah. But as
1: well, he talked about it because yeah. uh, about what Not kind of what it...
2: information you can get, but what do they think about you? What's their opinion on you can also be valuable. Yeah. Yes,
1: and and how it was relevant even in those days. Uh, so they can make their decision accordingly. So that was very interesting.
2: Well, this is kind of getting into one of the questions I wanted to ask you so far. And that's um, what what is the stuff that we've talked about so far that's kind of stuck in your mind that you're kind of thinking about it every now and then or all the time that's kind of like, oh, that was an interesting thing that just com- keeps coming back. Is there anything that, that does that for you so far?
1: Um, I don't know if there's one thing that does that to me. Um, well, you can say a couple. is nothing. Yes, I it know. It doesn't cost you extra. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay for that, as you know. We discussed that. Uh, no, nothing. I nothing <laughs> that I want to elaborate at this moment. That I can say. Okay, this this jumps into mind or jumps yeah. into mind. You would say the some of the things that were in common were the uh, ability of the individual to make decisions mm-hmm. at crucial points to find a way to. Achieve his objectives, yeah. And if you look at even Casanova, or you look at Virginia, you see that some of those decisions they made were, eventually, they were f- the right decisions, but it came from a different place, mm-hmm. from a, from an inner something inner inside of them that told them this will be the best way best way to get it, get the information or do things. Yeah, I
2: think that's the through line that I, I've seen certainly in. I said, I guess all of the episodes so far is that the ability for people to make the decisions or in those crucial moments, decisions being made on the spot and then being the right decisions. I suppose if they were the wrong ones, we wouldn't be talking about them as much because maybe they wouldn't have lived as long or had it as illustrious of a career. And I guess also it it becomes harder as time goes on and there becomes more bureaucracy and oversight. You know, Casanova was sent on this mission, for instance, and that was it, do it. You know, he didn't have to report Daily to some sort of taskmaster. Virginia Hall was behind enemy lines, and yeah, she could report back. But you know, how much day to day influence did they have, and didn't well, need to get orders?
1: I look as well. One of the episodes that was interesting for me because we it, it brought up other things that we didn't discuss mm-hmm. up, up till then. Was Moses and the spies? Mm-hmm. Because in Moses and the spies, it was a lot of questions that I asked myself looking at that chapter that we were reading or or the episode. Why did he send them? Mm-hmm. What sort of answers was he waiting for? Why did they? Why did he react the way he did? And the, and the most important thing was he didn't really he didn't wait for the answer. He wanted everybody to hear it without knowing the consequences. And that was a very interesting different angle of it. Between okay, okay, you bring the intelligence. What do you do with it? Yeah. Um, and, the, and that was the first time in one of the chapters we said, okay, you bring the intelligence, what do you do with it? What how do you do the with the it? How do you do it? And why does he do certain things? And is it in one's benefit to do it that way? Yeah. So one thing is bringing the information, the other thing is what do you do with it? Yeah. And that was a very interesting episode from my point of view because it showed you that bringing the information is not enough. Right. It's how, do you, how you analyze it? it, how you process it, and what you do with it. And in
2: what forum you do it, you know? Yes. And so, so, so
1: my, I recommend. Our viewers, uh, our listeners, to uh, to listen to that a- aspect of it because I found that very interesting.
2: I, I think what what we've been able to find in every episode we've done so far, and the ones that we recorded haven't been released yet, is at least for me, there's always a surprise. It's it's never oh okay, did that tread the ground? There's always a surprise somewhere, and it can happen in many different stages. Oftentimes, in more than one, either. For me, when I'm doing the research or as we're discussing, but there's something that's just so surprising, and it's been fun to have
1: that journey. Well, take the episodes with the the ones you did on Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. and the the
2: well, that even started just as one assassination, and then I was researching it and found these other assassinations. Like, was well, fascinating. I got oh, the attempted this.
1: assassinations, yeah,
2: attempted assassinations, and I thought, well, yeah, this has, should be included because it's very interesting and it paints the picture of why eventually.
1: Uh, Booth succeeded and and you look at it and you say to yourself how how could that happen I mean where mm-hmm. was the uh, security I mean it's not it's not the only place that the guard happened. who goes off to get a drink across yes, the street or, and everything. Or, or the one we did on the first world war I mean we'll get to that we'll get real. to that one yeah. so what, what's going on here I mean decisions that you make uh, change histories all
2: the little decisions yeah
1: and uh, you never know and uh, some th- things that are so obvious to us now were not obvious then I yeah. mean, having a Bodyguards to have a protection. Uh, the president being able to wander around like that. Mm. The other thing, of course, was interesting was the effect that uh, who really listens to the intelligence. <laughs> and uh, eventually, what convinced him maybe is is, is a friend who you know, tells I was going to
2: say, you know, I you you had a, such a smile on your face when we talked about that in Lincoln. The Baltimore plot when Pinkerton comes and is trying to convince Lincoln and he's not convinced. And then some friend of his that
1: he knows, I heard a rumor, oh, I'll listen to him. And it was like cl- classic. Yeah, I paid now, don't, this don't guy, but to to this expert, expert, I don't expect the expert I paid for. But yeah. a friend of mine who just heard something, ah, yeah, okay, ah I'll, okay. I'll listen to this guy. Funny. So, yeah. so all these little things that make, make the big picture. Yeah. Another thing that we, we looked at and we saw is that when you go for an assassination, you don't really trust that the person you plan to do it will actually do it and you have to have many people doing it have backups so and that it's the moment you have we talked about the moment you have a secret and there's more than two people is it's i think i think i think
2: i've said it a couple times or but you know the only way to keep a
1: secret between two people is if one of them's dead even that yeah and even that's hard sometimes and then of course we we didn't talk about anything about the new modern times of uh, technology, But we'll get to that, that we'll get to that. But we're, we're starting off with more the the, the classics, the yeah. the real building uh, a foundation. Uh, yes, to you know, because it, it brings us a different yeah. era, different time, different kind of yeah. uh, way of espionage, different way of uh, of the information, what you do with it. Yeah. So. We, we try to bring, a, as you said, we're building a foundation for ourselves and for our listeners to yeah. understand where we're, where we're taking it.
2: And also, you know, just to to give a little foundation of where we're coming from here with, with this whole podcast is I have experience in the podcast world. i am done a lot of voice acting and performance and everything. But for my dad here, this, as I said in the beginning, this is kind of the first time he's ever really talking publicly about this or even privately. You know, it's only recently that he's kind of been talking a little bit more about things that he's allowed to talk about. And uh, it's been an exciting journey, I think, for both of us to to work with each other as well. And just to give a little insight into the process, I, I do all the research for the episodes, um, you know takes different lengths of times depending on the subject and how much resources are available i put together a several page document that i send over to my dad summarizing all the information along with the best succinct video i found that that gives a flavor and then he watches the video reads the document does his own research as he sees fit and then we come and discuss he Obviously, he doesn't necessarily know what I'm going to say. I don't necessarily know what he's going to say. So there's some surprising elements there, and he certainly doesn't know what accents I'm going to try to pull off. Uh, sometimes, to less successful results.
1: Correct, and we want to keep it fresh. We don't discuss among ourselves what we're going to say. Yeah. We so if I have an don't. idea or a certain direction I want to take the this specific topic, Omri doesn't know that this is where I'm going to take it to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I su- sometimes it surprises him, some of the stuff that comes up, because he w- wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, more. we try
2: to talk about the episode as little as possible before we actually record it.
1: We try not to meet actually at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> In fact, uh, right now there's a screen between us, so we don't have a seat. No, there isn't. It's, uh, it's fine.
0: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
2: Do you have a favorite episode so far that's been released? Not one that we haven't released yet?
1: Well, I was going to say Mata Hari was an interesting one, but hey, I can't we talk about that yet. I know, I know, because that was a surprise. That was a surprise. Yeah. Um, it's not what you expect. Um, what did you say? <laughs> really? Um. um each one actually has a different angle and each one was a different period. So each one has its own uniqueness. I'm thinking now about, for instance, the last one we did, how relevant it was and how much conversation we were able to make out of the Cold War issue and- Igor Gazenko, Yeah, Igor yeah. Gozenko in Canada and, and the state of mind of the nations mm-hmm. at the time and how Russia reacted and how the West reacted. And I found that quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because it did lead to all sorts of other questions about how you do your work or what, how you prevent and how you protect yourself. So that was an interesting, yeah, surprising one. So and it was a story uh, I knew
2: absolutely nothing about before going correct. into this. Yeah. So, it
1: was uh, we have to thank uh, Max Max yeah. for it, and uh, thank you, Max, and thank you, Canada, for, for being great listeners, yes, inspired by you as well. So And we're we're, we're open to any other suggestions like that. I mean, if people have a certain topic they want to hear what we want to say. Mainly the questions that
2: I've been getting about people is like, when are you going to talk about uh, your father's uh, acts of espionage and get into that and talk about all the modern stuff that he has privy to information about? It's like, well, can't really do that. Sorry.
1: Not at the (laughs) moment. Can't can't give away trade secrets. no, No, but read between the lines and you'll see or feel what, how... Yes, organizations yes. work.
2: I I for instance thought I gave a very perfectly worded vague description about something that my dad did and I was like a thing happened in a place and you did a thing and something else and da 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 and my dad's just shaking his head no no you can't even with all the vagueness can't put it in so yeah. So we had to cut that little bit sorry.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> That's that's the nature of the of the of the game the nature, here. I mean, yeah. we can't reveal things that we are not supposed to. Yeah. But we still try, I think, to make it interesting and relevant, and highlight things that I think are relevant to yeah. to what goes on today and in the, in the intelligence world. Well, speaking of today, I'm going to throw you yes. a little pop quiz. See if
2: you're prepared to answer it.
1: What do you think the the
2: biggest challenge is facing intelligence organizations? I won't even put it as a a specific country or anything. What's the biggest challenge facing intelligence organizations?
1: Um, Too much information. Too many people who know too much all the time at the same time you do. And that everything is open for everybody. So how do you you live in the shadows in this situation? Mm -hmm. Because the electronic world has taken over, it's become much more powerful than it used to be. The old... Running agents, handshakes, and meetings is essential, but it's not the most, imp- it's not the major way of getting information these days. Mm-hmm. So it changes the balance. So it changes the way organizations work and how they do things. So but that, the that old way is things. still required. You have to have the old ways, of course. You need to have it. Right. It doesn't mean that everybody that brings information needs to do it that way, because mm-hmm. Today, you can get it other ways, and you don't need to have someone talking to someone. You need mm-hmm. a, a young kid who can look at a computer and do things. But we're not going to go into that yeah. that world. Today, there's so much information, you have to understand how to get it. And and the electronic tools that you have are, are actually trying to help you to, to get the information you need. It's not like in the old days where you had to really look for the information and uh, work hard to get it. Today, information is there. You just have to find a way to get it and then analyze it and do something with it. That's the biggest, uh, I would say, the biggest. Um, one of the biggest problems or challenges that services have. What
2: was the most surprising episode that we worked on so far?
1: From the ones that we've released?
2: Yeah.
1: Most surprising,
2: discovery? Well, something. I thought
1: Casanova was interesting because yeah. I liked the way he was able to obtain the information in a way where he was offered the information more than he had to go and get it. Mm-hmm. He put himself in a scenario where the information came to him. Came easily. Maybe it was easily or not, but he put himself in, a, in a, the right cover story and the right set of mind to make sure that he is in the right place for, to get the information he wants without anybody understanding that that's what he's doing. I found that quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. What was the most challenging, you think? Um, I think the one we haven't broadcast yet. <laughs> Enough with all these ones
2: we haven't. Well, well we, yet. What can
1: I say? I'm I'm looking at that one because there wasn't enough information that gave us a full picture of of how things went. Okay.
2: Well, uh, for me, funnily enough, Virginia Hall was was very challenging in a way because there was so much information when I started digging, and I wanted to get more and more and more because her life was so fascinating that it was finding the moments to highlight and what to include what to not and that was that was a challenge because her life was really riveting
1: if you're looking at that episode the fascinating thing again was the how things happen in a way that you don't expect mm-hmm. like the encounter on the train that changed a life the ability to spot something at that specific time by someone yeah and make a difference so Sometimes you know not everything is organized, and, yeah. and but the, if you look at it from the other hand, those chance encounters. The other hand is you have to have these people around. That's why they're important—the they're spotters who are able to find these people. that make it interesting. Yeah, what would have happened if they wouldn't have found her, or they wouldn't? She, she missed the train, or you never know. Yeah. So we talked about it. That was an in, that I found that interesting. Lincoln, I found was interesting because of uh, the organized unorganized manner in which things happen there and uh
2: lemon was a surprise to me his friend lemon who was i'd never heard about him before and kind of his journey with lincoln throughout it all it was fun to have him as a as a companion throughout the journey as well for me and his comments on different things yeah
1: so I, I, that was um i mean it was two episodes so it was mm-hmm. a long episode but you know it t- took a long time before they uh <laughs> assassinated him, yeah. but... Poor old Abe. But, yeah. The horse, not the... <laughs> I know what you yeah. mean. So that was interesting. If you could pick any time period
2: to work in, what would be the time period that you'd want to work in, and why? You don't have to tell me which country or anything for. <laughs> Just
1: no, no, no. I understand the question. I think when... I don't know. I can't say a period of time, but I would say that when the tools of the craft were your wit and your capabilities, not built on other other issues like electronics or… So you're saying you're happy you're retired now. I'm not saying I'm happy I'm retired now. I'm saying that… You're happy you had the career you had before. I'm happy that I was able to have the career I had and have the experiences I had and working the way I did at the time where certain things were available or certain things were not available. Mm-hmm. So it made it more personal. And mm-hmm. I think the personal touch was the one thing that I cherished from my work, the, the, the capability of making connections and contacts and making them count from all sorts of aspects yeah. of it. And I think that that's what is interesting. You can do it today as well. I'm not saying you can't. But it's different. It's a different relationship.
2: Is there a particular region of the world that you would think would be the most interesting to operate in?
1: Each region had its own times and peaks in which the craft of espionage was necessary. Uh, some have been haven't been changed for <laughs> very many years, some not relevant anymore. Different cultures have different ways of doing things. I found it fascinating the first episode we did. Sun Tzu with Asia. some yeah. China. That how relevant everything still is, even when you're looking at, when was it he, he wrote, does it? 1,500? 4,000 uh, years 4, ago, 000. something like that. Okay. 3,000 years ago. Okay. So how relevant and how fresh some of the stuff is, even though it's been so long, and we're not talking about anything about modern technology, but how when you refine it to the, to the real... The essence of it, yeah. Uh, essence of, of the profession of espionage, how um, important it is and how relevant it is. I've, I found that quite uh, remarkable.
2: Mm. Yeah. What do you think my best
1: accent was? The ones when you're quiet. <laughs> <laughs> what about my worst? The ones when you're trying to be God, <laughs> a British God. A British God. Well, what <laughs> I accent know. is God supposed to have? He has no accent. He, he speaks all no languages.
2: Accent. He speaks all languages and very all Very clearly, yes. And very clearly. Yes. And... I'm sorry that I watched Monty Python growing up, and God in my head is God in Monty Python.
1: So, there you go. Okay. I mean, it's nice you have all these accents. I mean, it's it helps. It adds to it. It makes a difference in some places. What do you think of the music, by the way? Well, that was literally my next question. I have a little notepad that I wrote a couple. You think I didn't know
2: the, the, what did you have written down? Why, did you come in and spy it earlier? Of course not. <laughs> Um, well, I did leave it on the table where we were going to record. Before I did the not show, look at so. it. I can assure you that. Uh huh. He didn't have to. No, there's <laughs> a camera in the room looking down. Okay. Um, favorite music was what I was going to ask. So how do you any music that jump out to you? What what really? No, I think
1: it? it's nice that we have the opportunity to add music, and, original uh, music, original music by Julian that is able to add some uh, extra dramatic um, flair. Okay to it so Weaver. we want to thank him as well for it and doing it relatively, relatively quite quickly as well yeah he's a, a, a busy gentleman i understand so he's uh, just signed a record deal good for him i know good for him so we're happy that he's able to contribute yeah he's an old friend of yours he and is. it's we always went to nice.
2: school together i know that's good his father was a mountie all right funnily enough links back to gazenko's episode yes it does my favorite Piece of music. It, it sticks with me. I mean, it's the combination, I think, of, of the particular passage and the music is uh, Lincoln Part Two, where there's the the quote from Lincoln it is, it is not the years of your life that count, but the life in your years is the passage. And Julian's music there is just so touching. It's so beautiful. As a reference, I was like, maybe something O Shenandoah y kind of American folk. And what he came up with was just, he knocked it out of the park. I mean, he always knocks it out of the park, but That one for me just, it fit beautifully. And he's got some great stuff coming up too. Uh, So it's exciting.
1: Another issue that um, I found very interesting is that some of the the final remarks that we say on the end, I mean, you basically say them, Mm -hmm. or quotes that you bring up. And I I found that the quotation that you quoted from Casanova Mm -hmm. about the element of telling the truth or lying and being trusting or working for one government or mm-hmm. another and was fascinating. Well, that's the only
2: episode that we do that and then we have a little discussion afterwards. But that one, because it was so interesting, you wanted to talk about it, so we did. So, yeah, no problem. No, because, because it, it was. It was It was because hey,
1: the yeah. way, I mean, he wrote a book, so it was easier because he mm-hmm. had his memories. But the way he phrased it, I found that remarkable how... How correct it was from the point of view of promising someone to see, keep a secret, but actually there's the, the government, the country and the, and mm. the truth comes first before yeah. anything else.
2: But I don't remember exactly the quote, but it's like, you know, I would lie outright to my friend, tell them that I'm uh, 100% honest, but if... They tell me something that I will betray them for my country because I'll be true to my something along those lines. It was it was very, a very interesting. interesting
1: quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I f- I found that very interesting. So from time to time, you know, there's these these endings have a little bit of uh, interesting uh, points to them.
2: Yeah. Well, I try to find some good quotes. You know, yes, you're doing a good part job. of my work as well. You're doing a so. good job. Oh, thanks, Dad. I, I must
1: be paying you well.
2: Oh, thanks, Dad. Thanks food and lodging food and lodging i don't live with you <laughs> i know but anyway it sounded good uh, <laughs> of the people that we've covered so far who would you hire or who would you want to hire most moses moses <laughs> <laughs> Had no clue uh, well, about what, he
1: Had no clue what's going on well yeah but he had god <laughs> no, on no, his no, side no, right? yeah i know that's why you know if you've got on your side you can do anything <laughs> yeah um it's and everything is uh, relevant to relevant, or, relevant to the topic and to the time and where to you're the, running uh, and what you want to do. Roses might not
2: be as good in Russia, huh?
1: No, but that's not. I mean, doesn't have car. No, no, no. Each episode had its own. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's difficult to say. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it in the different yeah. episodes. It's it's hard to say one specific one. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, here's the, the inverse or sort of a, an addition to that question: Who would you not want working against you?
1: The one who catches me. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think like, I, I kind of phrased that question because I was thinking about the discussion we had about Virginia Hall and how you were saying that running her or working with her might be challenging for an agency because of her independence. But if she was working against you, that's definitely someone you don't want working against you. I mean, you don't want any of these people working against you, but it's interesting how the dynamic shifts when you look at it from the other side. Look, I,
1: I would say in, in, a, in something a bit different. Mm-hmm. as a security service it's easier to catch or uncover something that's organized mm-hmm. if you're working by yourself and you're not communicating to anyone and you're doing it on your own merit if you work as a lone wolf it's more difficult for an organization to get a hold of you so when you different times different period again we're talking about different technology of communications and everything so Again, it's difficult to say.
2: I know who you'd want. You'd want 60-year-old Caleb who went in in Jericho.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't go into Jericho. (laughs) We established that a long time ago. No, he went in there. He went in. No, that annoyed me because you were going on and on about it. It's not
2: Caleb. I was proposing it as a what-if situation. I know, I know, I know.
1: You meant well. I Mm. meant well. Okay. What are you looking forward to in the show? I'm looking forward to being challenged by our listeners to bring topics that they find interesting
2: you know they're just going to modern
1: stuff modern talk about the modern and if they bring up something specific that i think is relevant and i can contribute without revealing too much i'll be willing to talk about it but Let's see what they bring up. I mean, let's see what they can bring. It could be science fiction as well. It could be something not even true, just to talk about it. you know uh, yeah, you know I, I thought about maybe
2: doing some episodes on like let's look at a spy movie and talk about stuff there. Uh, James or, or Bond, yeah. what
1: kind of stuff he did or, yeah, sure. or look at uh, movies space uh, Odysseys Space Odyssey. you know what the, you know. David Bowie <laughs> no
2: <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot to cover. I have I have a lot of ideas for. No, I the know we have a of list show. of
1: of topics for the next uh, for the next. I think two seasons, even if we go go ahead with it. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of ideas with the different uh, elements. So we want to make it interesting for us as well, and we'll take we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, are you enjoying it? Terrible good, as Did my you grandpa learn- used to say. Your father, yes. terrible good. Did you learn anything?
2: Did I learn anything? A few things here and there (laughs) i learned to recognize that mischievous smile of yours a little bit more i guess okay when you're a little uncomfortable and like okay all right (laughs) yeah i mean the whole process has been it's been fun learning more about your perspective on certain espionage facets and moments and you know off mic discussing certain things that sometimes can't be discussed on mic has been fascinating and just running a podcast
1: as well has its learning curves so yeah it's it's been a journey for sure good so uh, let's uh continue and uh, do some more and see what happens all right I have no dramatic quote to end the episode on. Not even a quote for my book?
2: No dramatic book. I didn't even write a book didn't or even write a chapter. A <laughs> but thank you for listening. This was Spies and Lies. Thanks for listening. And remember, he definitely does not have a book coming out. <laughs> nope. Spies and Lies is a Grumpy goal in production with original scoring and mastering by Julian Dusseau, whose band, Pony Girl, just got signed. Congratulations. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to share with your friends and leave a comment or review wherever you listen from. We also have a Facebook page and if you do like the show, please do comment and review on Spotify, now has reviews available, and on Apple. Every little bit helps. Thanks. If you have any questions or subjects you'd like for my father and I to cover, drop us a message and we'll be sure to get back to you. Until next time.